Ellen Melander, M-E-L-L-E-N-D-E-R. And I ask you to grab the base of the microphone and pull it really close because the fans are on. That creates a level of noise. Your voice is on the softer side and you have a mask. So okay. being up really close to it, we'll make sure we can all hear. Thank you. Go right ahead. You go by Cat, correct? Correct. Can I call you Cat today? Yes, please. Okay. Cat, um, um, how old are you? I'm 21 years of age. And um, do you live here in, in the Madison area? I do live in the Madison area. Okay. And do you know someone named Chandler Halders? I do. How do you know Chandler? We were in a relationship. Okay. Um, at this point, um, something's going to happen. The judge is going to ask everyone out here to lower their mask, and I'm going to ask you if you see Chandler in the courtroom. It's one of the strange things we're going to do. So the judge will go. Don't say anything until everybody has remasked. If everyone can lower their masks for a count of three, one, everybody within the courtroom, uh, except in the jury box, one, two, three, replace your masks. Is Chandler in the room here today? Yes. Can you tell me where he's sitting and describe what he's wearing? He's over there with a blue tie and a blazer. I'd ask direct reflect the identification of the defendant. It shall, thank you. Uh, when did you first uh, begin your relationship with Chandler? Um, in August 2019. Um, and how did you meet? Uh, we met through a friend. Um, what was Chandler, kind of what was going on in his life when you first met? What was he doing with his life? Um, he was attending college. He was living at home and preparing to move into an apartment. Um, dog sitting quite often. And where were you in life? What were you up to when you first met back in 2019? Uh, when I first met Chandler, I was going to school as well, um, part of Student Senate, doing shows um, in the theater department. What types of things did you and Chandler do in your relationship? Did you go on a lot of dates together? Uh, yeah, we would um, grab dinners, um, have movie dates, just sit at home and watch movies, um, go on walks quite often, play with the dogs. Um, that was a big thing. We loved playing Frisbee with the dogs. Um, start shows together. Sure. Um, Around 2019 and 2020, and then um, obviously um, into this year a little bit, or into last year, 2021, um, how would you and Chandler communicate um, with each other? Just by calling each other, or were there other things, too? Um, we would talk on Snapchat, text, FaceTime, and call quite often. Okay. Um, would you also, um, so it's text, Snapchat, call, FaceTime? Mm-hmm. Would sometimes you start communicating about a subject on one and then switch to another and then switch back? Yes. Um, fair to say you communicated or you texted a lot with Chandler. Yes. Um, and uh, you've seen in this case uh, probably at some point printouts of even just a couple of days of your text messages, which are hundreds of pages long, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, did you have any sort of relationship with um, Chandler's family? Yes. Um, let's start um, with his brother, Mitchell. Um, did you know Mitchell? I did know Mitchell. Tell me about your relationship with Mitchell. Um, I would hang out with him at the family events, uh, be it like a dinner or for the holidays. Um, we had a game night at his home once with Caitlin and Chandler and myself. Um, usually see him during family events. Um, what about... Um, Let's start with Bart. Did you have a relationship, or how, how did you know Bart Halderson? I uh, knew Mr. Halderson uh, through Chandler. Um, 
I would be at their home quite often and he would, um, <laughs> he would uh, show me fishing tips or if I was cooking, uh, him and Mrs. Hollerson would be in the kitchen and we would have game nights quite often. And we would also um, play Mario Kart together a lot. Okay. Um, I have a handkerchief. Go ahead and take a moment. And walk. What about Krista? Could you tell me about your relationship with Krista Holderson? Mrs. Holderson and I, we would uh, text often about what we're doing in our lives and talk about the dogs and Chandler and like, we would talk about recipes and food we want to try and if I was cooking them something from uh, my culture, she would always be excited and we'd talk about it and always talk about game nights and wanting to do a girl's trip to Disneyland together <laughs> with her, I and Caitlin. Okay. Um, you texted often with Miss Larson? Yes, I did. Um, positive relationship, a good relationship? Yeah. Did you like her? I did like Miss Holderson a lot. Did you like Mr. Holderson? Yes, I did. Um, were you ever, you were over at the Holderson home quite a bit? Very often, yes. And that's uh, over in Windsor, Oak Spring Circle? Yes. yes. I'm going to object to leading questions. Oh, that's fine. I, uh, I'll Sure. Whereabouts? Leading questions. Okay. We'll withdraw the question and I'll ask it again. Whereabouts did the Haldersons live? They lived in Windsor. Um, past um, that big church. I don't know the road of it, but it was past a big church right by a pond. Um, when you were over at the, the house, um, did you mostly stick in one spot or did you kind of treat it like your own home, go wherever you needed to go? I would go wherever I needed to go within reason. Okay. Back in um, June of this year, just before maybe everything that we're going to talk about happened, um, were you over at the Halderson home and had an occasion to maybe go in the basement? Yes. Um, why did you go in the basement while you were over there? I went into the basement to grab um, ice cream and soda to make root beer floats with Mr. and Mrs. Halderson and Chandler. And this is sometime in, when is it? June. Okay. Um, and where were we, why were you going to the basement to grab those items? Were there, where were they, they were in the basement? They were in the basement in the freezer. Okay. The Haldersons had a freezer in the basement? Two. There's leading questions going on. Uh, I'll sustain. Go ahead and, and phrase carefully. Tell me about uh, what freezers the Haldersons had. They had um, a chest freezer and then a tall one, kind of like a fridge, but it was just a freezer. Okay. And did you have an occasion ever to go in the chest freezer? Yes. Uh, and what types of things were in there? Uh, mostly fish, specifically salmon, veggies. Um, sometimes they'd keep ice bags in there. Was it full? Yes. Uh, the other freezer, did you have occasions to go in that on occasion? Uh, just once. Okay. And was it being used in full? Yes. Okay. Is there a screen on in front of you right now? Yes. Okay. I'm going to show you Exhibit 21 has been received into evidence in this case. 
think we went too far, Judge. There was a happy medium there in the second. No, that's what we discussed. <laughs> Is the Elmo on? Yeah. Fully. It's the light. There we go. Um, there's a little bit of a glare on that, but is that um, look to be the Halderson's basement or something else? Yes, it's the Halderson basement. And that chest freezer that's open right there, is that the chest freezer that you had been in previously? Yes. And was it full when you saw it in June? Yes. Um, was it sitting like that open when you saw it last? No. Okay. Was it in that general location when you saw it last? Yes. In your relationship with Chandler, um, was there a lot of discussion about um, money? Yes. Um, was it important to you that whoever you were dating have a job or be going to school or something? Yes. Can you tell me why that would be important? Um, just think being self-sufficient. Okay. It's either in school or working. Okay. Um, as far as you knew, in 2020 and this year even, 2021, let's say the spring of, of last year, um, was Chandler going to school? Yes. Did he talk about that with you? Yes. What did you know about where Chandler was going to school and what he was doing? He was um, taking classes online through MITC for UW. And it was for an IT degree. Okay. Would Chandler talk a lot about school with you? Often. Um, what kind of things would you talk about? When we'd have tests or homework that we were doing. Going into in this year, did, did he ever show you any sort of like work he was doing for school? Any projects, things like that? Um, he showed me some coding he was doing once. For a class. Um, you said he was going online. Did Chandler ever physically go there as far as you knew? For a class? I don't remember. Okay. Um, this spring, going into the summer, prior to everything happening, did you believe Chandler was going to MATC? Yes. Did you ever see um, his grades? Did he ever share his grades with you or transcripts or anything like that? No, he didn't show me. Um, do you know how close he was to graduating? Uh, one class away, I believed. Did you and Chandler ever talk about um, him working with the police at all, with scuba diving or anything like that? with the DNR. Sure, tell me about that. Um, he told me he would scuba dive for the DNR and then sometimes help out the police through the DNR. 
Did he say what he would do for them, like specifically? Scuba diving, look in the lakes for stuff. Was this like a, a job or a volunteer thing? What was your understanding from Chandler? I believe it was a job. And did he have this throughout the time you were dating? During the summer. Were there ever times where Chandler would go to that job as far as you knew or need to schedule time to be there? Yes. Um, how would that come up? He would just tell me he had to be on call days and we couldn't hang out those days or he would only have select time to hang out or else he'd be on call. Okay. So there'd be times you couldn't hang out because he would say he was on call? Mm -hmm. How often would that come up in your relationship? I don't remember. Okay. But it came up? It did. Okay. Did you ever see Chandler with any sort of scuba diving equipment, oxygen tanks, those flippers that people put on, anything like that? No. Did you believe he worked at, a, at this dive team job back yes. at that time? Yes. Okay. Um, at some points in the past, year and a half or so, did Chandler get a job uh, with American Family Insurance? Yes. And um, what did Chandler tell you about that or what did you know about what he was doing? Um, that it was an internship to help graduate through school and he'd be doing um, stuff with solar panels and laying up plans for companies going through American Family and such. Okay. So it was an internship. Was it eventually a, a job or something else like where you got paid? A paid internship, I believe. Okay. Did he ever show you any of his work that he was working on? He showed me a plan on a whiteboard that he was drawing up. When you say a whiteboard, what do you mean by that? Like a whiteboard that you hang up in your home or see in school. Okay. And what was on that whiteboard that he was showing you, if you remember? Um, a building and where they wanted to place the solar panels and how it was by a highway so it would be a safety hazard for the direction they want to point it in because of the angle of the sun could be blinding the drivers. Okay. Did you seem excited about this project when he was talking to you about it? Yes. Okay. Um, did Chandler have any issues with pay at American Family Insurance and getting his paychecks? Yes. Tell me what you know about that from Chandler. Um, that uh, there was something going on with who American Family would go through for payment, that it just, the check went to the wrong address and then it had to be canceled and then he tried setting up for direct deposit and something happened with that and then the amount that they had to pay him was too much so they didn't believe they owed someone that amount of money and then just wasn't getting to him. 
Um, because of this issue or maybe others, were there times in your relationship where it didn't seem like Chandler had a lot of money? Yes. Um, um, when you all went out to get food or something along those lines, would it be more common for you to pay or for him to pay, or, or how would that work? For me to pay. Okay. Um, One second. I'll tell you before. Yeah. Um, you might not have some specific dates, and that's totally okay, but do you know approximately kind of the time period Chandler was working at American Family Insurance? I believe January until the spring. Okay. Um, Kind of the same question as before with MATC when I ask you about transcripts. Regarding American Family Insurance, did you ever see any um, documents, pay stubs, uh, contracts, HR stuff, anything with like the logo of American Family kind of around Chandler or in his bedroom or anything like that? I did not. Okay. And in that time period you were dating, um, 2020 and 2021, while he said he had this job, did you believe he was working at American Family Insurance? Yes, I did. Okay. At some point going into 2021, so just last year before the summer, did it appear that Chandler had gotten a new job or was in the process of getting a new job? Yes. And um, where was that job at? The company or the yeah, location? The what was the company? SpaceX. Okay. Um, so what's going to happen now is the attorneys and I are going to talk to the judge for one second, so some weird white noise is going to come on. It'd be a good second to take a drink of water if you want, but it's going to be about one minute, Okay. How did you first learn that Chandler was going to work at SpaceX? He mentioned it while we were on a call. Okay. Um, did he have an interview? Yes. Okay. I want to show you what's been marked as this case, in this case as exhibits 506. Um, but I want you to look at that for a second and... Um, just quickly, you'll notice we've redacted some things. We've redacted, you've seen this type of exhibit before, correct? Correct. And we've redacted your phone number out of this, have we not? Yes. Okay. Um, Chandler saved in your phone as, as kind of a name. What is that name? Hubby. And that's just something you would call him? Yes. Okay. Um, but are these messages with Chandler and you, it looks like back in May of this year? Yes. Okay. And uh, what is the first one that Chandler says? I have a good feeling about SpaceX. Okay, I'll move 506 in evidence. Any objection? Subject to what was said on the record, no. Uh, it is received. Come on that screen, okay? okay. So we're going to talk about some of them. Um, just real quick, because it's the first one that we're going to do that looks like this. Um, it, your phone was, was taken by the police and downloaded in the course of this investigation, correct? Correct. Okay. So we're going to try to get the lighting just right, and that might be the trick right there. Um, so in the blue here, that's Chandler, correct? Correct. I have a good feeling about SpaceX, and if we're looking at it, the date on these messages uh, is down there. It's also right there, but this one I'll read out loud just because it's uh, a bit hard to see. We're at the 23rd of May of 2020. You say, I'm proud of you.
What does Chandler say there? Thanks, I hope I get a job. And you say, uh, me too. Um, in general, were you hoping Chandler got this job? Yes. Why? He seemed excited about it. A lot of pay. A lot of pay? Did Chandler ever tell you how much money he'd be making at SpaceX? Around 800,000. 800,000? Sorry, I apologize, 80,000. 80,000, okay. So after you say me too, uh, we're still on the 23rd, he says, I'll be happy. And you respond, I'll be very happy for you too. You'll get the money you want, the job you want, right? You were happy for him. Correct. You talked a little bit, and we're going to flip through some of these that, that maybe aren't super relevant. As we talked about, you texted a lot. Um, but you're talking about the location and the money, and, and Chandler says, can you read that one for us? But I'll be happy with money. And you say maybe they'll transfer you in a couple years. Was there any discussion about that around that time? Yes. Um, and what was that discussion about, maybe transferring or where this job was? The job was in Florida. Okay. And that would take you to Florida as well? Correct. Okay. Was it your intention to move uh, with Chandler? Yes. And on May 24th, he sends you this message. What does it say? I have a follow-up interview for Florida tomorrow. And as that kind of approached, um, on the 25th now of May, you're saying, tell me, kind of in an exaggerated fashion, but just tell me what's going on? Yes. And what does Chandler say? Shoot, sorry, I got the job. And you say, congratulations. <laughs> you have a discussion about the job in general, and eventually Chandler, the same day, the 25th, what does he say to you? I have training next week over the computer and I leave June 11th and start on June 14th. Okay. You and Chandler discuss, perhaps, I think you said that you were gonna move with him for, eventually, right? Correct. Was it gonna be right away or were you gonna wait a couple weeks? Wait a couple weeks. Okay. And what does Chandler text you on the 25th? I'll come back every other weekend, hon. And what else? And I can send you money till your lease is up and you move in with me. Okay. The text messages that day um, end with Chandler sending you a couple messages. Can you read the first one? If you're positive, you want to be with me for the long run. Was that in relation to you moving with him? Yes. And he says, what last? Because if you're not, then I don't think you should. Did the topic of you and Chandler moving to Florida um, 
Is that like something you talked about a lot? Yes. Um, were you excited about that? Yes. Did you tell your family? Yes. Did you tell your friends? Yes. I'm going to show you what's been marked in this case. This is number 507. Can you tell me what that is? A screenshot of the SpaceX location in Florida. And was this taken off your phone? Yes. Why'd you take that screenshot? I was curious about the location of the company. Okay. What's exhibit number 508? A screenshot from Zillow of homes in Titusville, Florida. Okay. And it's a screenshot, but there's something else in that screenshot in the top right corner. What is that? Chandler. Um, how does this happen? This is on your phone you're taking a screenshot? Yes. Are you FaceTiming at this time? Yes. And are you looking up, what are you looking up there? Homes for sale. In Titusville, Florida? Yes. I'm sure it's been marked as exhibit 509. What's that? A pool. And was this another one of the homes you were looking up? Yes. When you took these screenshots, when you were FaceTiming with your boyfriend at the time, did you believe that you were possibly going to be moving to Florida and buying, maybe buying a home or renting an apartment, things of that sort? Yes. Fair to say these homes you were looking up weren't cheap either? No. Did you think you'd be make, having some money available to you? Yes. All right, I'll move 507, 508, 509 in evidence. Any objection? No. They are received. They may be published. Just briefly, this is exhibit number 507 I just showed you. This is what we were talking about when we said that you, were, you took a screenshot of just where SpaceX was? Yes. Okay. Did you know prior to Chandler talking about it that they had a location in Florida? No. Okay. Exhibit number 508. We're looking at a $699,000 home in Florida. And you're kind of on the phone with Chandler. And is this what a FaceTime looks like when you're kind of browsing other apps while you're on FaceTime? Yes. And so that is that Chandler in the top right? Yes. You were, were you talking to him about this at the time? Yes. Okay. I was showing you exhibit 509. Here we're looking at a, a pool of another home. Is that Chandler in the top right? Yes. And same thing, you were talking to him about moving to Florida? Yes. Conversations did you personally have? Not what other people said, but what did what were you telling your family, your mom, your brother about the plan? Chandler would move down to Florida and start working. I would go um, at the end of August after my lease ended, and I celebrated my birthday in Madison. And Titusville isn't too far from. Um, where Disneyland is, and I was looking at pharmacy schools in Florida as well. Did you talk to your friends about this plan? Yes. Um, was there any discussion of transportation or cars or things like that once you got down to Florida? Yes. Tell me about that. Chandler um, had a car lined up for when he got down there already, and I was going to drive my car down. Um, Do you ever invite your friends um, that were close to you and say, like, hey, you can come down and visit when we're down there? Yes. Um, what kind of things did you talk to them about doing? 
going to Disneyland, um, Universal Studios, going fishing. I think we saw in one of those prior texts that the SpaceX job was supposed to begin mid-June. Um, was that your understanding of the timing? Yes. Around the time it was supposed to start, did something happen that caused a delay? Yes. What happened? Mitch went to the hospital. Chandler's brother? Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's, he's testified and told everyone kind of about it. But in general, what was your understanding of what was going on? Um, his sugar levels were very high, and he had to be there for a couple days. What did Chandler, did he tell you anything about why, whether that was going to delay SpaceX or what, what the relationship between those two things are, Mitchell's illness and SpaceX? He didn't want to leave while Mitch was ill. Okay. Um, Mitch was in the hospital for a couple days? Yes. Okay. Um, at that point, did Chandler tell you or did you know of any time he was supposed to now start SpaceX? I don't remember. Okay. Was it delayed? Yes. Um, after Mitchell's hospitalization, did anything else happen that caused a delay in SpaceX? I ended up going to the um, urgent care as well, and then Chandler fell. Okay. Chandler was in the hospital? Yes. Okay. Um, what did you know about Chandler falling? He um, was running and slipped uh, down the stairs and then fell pretty hard and hit his head. Okay. Um, did Chandler talk to you about his injury? Yes. Um, what kind of symptoms was he reporting that he was feeling after that fall? Um, tingles in his legs, um, sensitivity to light. Uh, severe headaches, weakness. Uh, was Chandler able to physically do normal things around that time? No. What do you mean by that? He had a hard time lifting things and quite often would get lightheaded. Could he carry heavy things from what you observed or knew? No. Um, could he drive long distances, things of that sort? No. Um, was he able to travel? No. Um, why do you know that or why do you say that? Um, because of the head injury and wearing the neck brace. Okay. I'm going to show you a couple exhibits marked 511. Can you tell me what 511 is? Chandler in the emergency room. Okay, and uh, he's kind of got his hat over his head there. Yes. Who sent you? Did you see this photo eventually? Yes. How'd you get that photo? Um, it was sent to me. Do you know who sent it to you? I believe it was Chandler or his mother. Okay. What's 512? Chandler with Mr. Holderson and Mitch during the Father's Day brunch. He's wearing the collar there? Yes. 513, um, another photo of Chandler in the collar? Yes. All right, move 511, 12, and 13 into evidence. Any objection? No objection. It is, they are received. 
they may be published. Thank you, Judge. Just so we're all looking at the same thing, you said this is a photograph that was uh, sent to you, Chandler, in the hospital, 511. Correct? Correct. Sorry, we got to do it twice, kind of, that's how it works. 512 um, photograph of, that's Chandler on the left side, correct? Correct. And then in the middle, is that Mr. Halderson? Correct. And on the right, is that Mitchell? Correct. And that's, where is that photo taken, do you know? In the living room by, by the kitchen. Okay. In 513, another photograph of Chandler wearing that neck brace. Correct. Okay. What were you aware of in terms of like what the prognosis was for his injuries? Like what was going to happen to him or what was going on? He had a concussion, um, lights of light sensitivity and... Um, tingling in his legs. Um, was it going to get better? I guess at this point I'm going to object. Hmm. I need you to use the I withdraw the question, the defense object. Did Chandler tell you if he was going to get better or the symptoms were improving around that time? No. Was there any discussion about how the concussion and the injury was going to affect SpaceX? He wouldn't be able to travel down there. Tell me about anything you remember about that type of discussion. Can you be more specific, please? Yeah. What did Chandler specifically tell you about why he couldn't travel? Um, because he was... Um, wearing the neck brace, and he had a concussion, so he shouldn't be flying. Um, same question as before about American Family and MATC. Did you ever see anything around Chandler's room, on his phone, any documents, records with the SpaceX or Tesla logo or anything like that? No. Um, talked a little bit about houses and things of that sort. Were you aware at any point if Chandler had rented an apartment? Yes. And tell me about that. Um, it was a two-bedroom apartment, and he put a down payment for it. Uh, and there's a little dog park, so I could bring my dog Chewbacca down. Okay. How did you know about this apartment? Uh, Chandler sent me a link. Okay. Um, did he tell you whether he was just looking at it or if he had actually rented it? That he rented it. Okay. Did you yourself see a lease of any sort? No. Did you ever sign a lease? No. Oh. Is your only connection with this apartment is looking at the listing that was sent to you? Correct. We're going to start talking about events starting on June 30th and kind of all the way through July 8th at this point. Um, and I think I'm going to let some of your messages guide our, our conversation, so I'm going to be walking back and forth quite a bit. Um, but I'm going to show you what's been marked in this case is exhibit number 514. Just briefly, could you just page through that and tell us kind of what dates these text messages are from?
on June 30th. June 30th of 2021, right? Correct. All right. Uh, and these are the messages between you and Chandler? Correct. I'll move 514 into evidence. Any objection? I'll bring up the same objection from the sidebar, but otherwise, no. All right. And based upon the same ruling, they are received and they may be shown. I'm going to start showing them, and I'm going to ask for some context because we're picking up, obviously, in the middle of, of thousands of pages of, of messages, maybe. But the first message is um, a message from you. Um, to be honest, it's getting to the point where I want to text your mom directly. What was this about on June 30th, 3.18 in the afternoon? About him uh, being grounded and not being able to see me or hang out. What was your understanding at that time of what was going on from Chandler? What did he tell you? He was, he was grounded? Yes. Okay. Um, were you wanting to see him? Yes. And w what did he tell you about whether he could see you or not? He couldn't. Okay. Because of what? Because I wasn't allowed over. Okay. Uh, you communicated with Krista a lot, right? Yes. Um, when you say that, was Chandler telling you that or did you actually hear that from Krista or Bart? From Chandler. Okay. And you say, it's getting to the point where I want to text your mom directly. And Chandler says, can you read that for me? It's fine, B. That'll only piss them off more. And what does he say? This weekend will be great. That weekend was the 4th of July weekend coming up, right? Correct. You say, now we're still June 30th. We're about 319 in the afternoon. You say, okay. And he says, what? Thanks, though. And then on June 30th, you send this message next. What does that say? We're not going to the cabin, right? Um, so in the realm of messages, we're the, the cabin, the first time the jury's seen that. How did this come up, or what was going on where you sent this message? I was under the impression that Mr. and Mrs. Holderson were going up to the cabin for the 4th of July weekend. Okay. Um, was that conversations or like over the phone or in person you'd had with Chandler or was that? Over the phone. Okay. And you ask, we're not going to the cabin, are we? What does Chandler say? No. You say, I can ask if we can go to the farm, right? Correct. And that ended up coming to fruition. You did that? Yes. Okay. You read that last message you sent? That way we can say my mom can care for you since they have a lot of stuff here that they use for Mike and Papa. Um, your mom and Chris testified. Um, who are Mike and Papa in general, and what did that mean that there was stuff there for them? Mike is uh, Cress's brother, and Papa is her father. Uh, Papa is elderly. He is over 90 years of age. And uh, Mike is wheelchair-bound and needs help going to the restroom. And overall, my mom helps take care of them. Okay. What kind of stuff were you talking about that there was stuff there? Walkers. Um, if he needed um, one of those stools that you put over the toilet so an elderly person can sit down or they don't have to squat so low since it's hard for their knees. Um, 
Was it your impression that Chandler would be assisted by some of those things? Why did you say that there was stuff there for them? So we'd be able to hang out since his mom was very concerned about um, his injury. Okay. The next day, Thursday, July 1st, um, you worked that day? Can you repeat the date? Sure, Thursday, July 1st, so before the 4th of July weekend. Correct. You have a, a normal job, normal type of hours, right? Correct. Okay. Weekdays? Correct. Okay. Hopefully just weekdays, right? Showing you what's been marked is exhibit number um, 516. And I know it might be in a different form than usual, but in general, do you have an idea of what that is? Yes. What is that? Snapchat messages. And who are they with? Chandler. And Chandler's... Um, to the best you can, I know these are people make up names, but what was Chandler's Snapchat name? Chazzle Dazzle. Chazzle Dazzle. And significant parts of this are redacted out. Um, in the course of sending Snapchat, sometimes you send just in general, people are sending pictures back and forth, and part of what we've done in this, we've done in this case is just redact any photographs that we really thought we could, right? Correct. Okay. I've kept one on, though, just to prove that's you, right? Yes. Okay. Um, is 516... Um, Snapchat messages between July 1st and July 7th between you and Chandler? Correct. All right, I'll move 516 into evidence. Any objection? Same objection as the text messages. Same ruling that it is received may be published. Okay. Uh, I need you to tell us about Snapchat. I don't know what everyone's understanding is. Uh, everyone's of different ages. Some people have a Snapchat, some people don't. Um, just in general, what is Snapchat? Snapchat is a social media app where you can send photos with titles or um, you can send messages through the chat part of the app. And what is one of the features of Snapchat that it's primarily known for that text messages maybe aren't? They aren't generally saved. They delete, right? Correct. Okay. Um, is there a way to manually save messages or photos on Snapchat? Yes. And is it easy or is it hard? I find it easy. What do you do? You hold down the text and you select save. And if you save the message, uh, if you're communicating right now with Snapchat with one of your friends and they send you a snap, if you click on it and look and do nothing, that message will delete, right? Sometimes. Okay. But if you, you could manually save it, right, by putting your finger down and saving it. Correct, or if you change the settings to delete within 24 hours. Right. Sometimes when you snapped with Chandler, one or both of you uh, would save the messages. Correct. And those messages are what we're looking at here, right? Correct. Okay. Would you say Snapchat is your primary form of communication with Chandler? One of them. Okay. So I'm going to display 516, and we'll start going through some things here in a second. But 
We talked about, we left one photograph on just to prove uh, that's you, right? Correct. Okay. And we'll redact the rest and when, um, for obvious reasons. We don't want everything coming out. But on July 1st of 2021 at 7-11, um, you get a message, right, from Chandler? Correct. What does it say? How do you sleep? And you say, I slept good. How did you sleep? And how does he respond? I hardly slept. Okay. He gives you kind of an emoji face. You say, I'm sorry, B. Why? Can you read Chandler's message back to you after you say why? I don't know, stuff hasn't really been going well for me lately, so I'm trying to plan for the next thing to fuck me over. Okay. After that, Chandler sends another message and we'll try to get it in the right spot. And can you read that? Yeah, I just had a great future planned and it's falling apart. Okay. And you say, no it's not. You're going to be okay. You're reassuring him, right? Correct. Okay. You respond, you're going to go to Florida. You even said it's probably, probs just the, the brace, probably just the brace, right? Correct. Okay. He says, thanks. You say, of course, I love you, and I'm here to keep your booty in check. Correct. Now we're up to 7.55 in the morning. Right after you say that, what does Chandler say back to you? There's a bit of a glare. Sure. Thank you. Will you leave me even if it doesn't work? Worded bad, but you understand. You respond, no, I wouldn't. And he says, I won't stop trying. You say, like, Florida would be so dope and, like, nice, but I'm not dating you for money. I love you tons. Correct. What does he say? I love you a ton, too. By the way, I'm not giving up. I'm just worried. You say, don't worry, love. Don't be worried, love. It'll work out. Correct. And he says, thank you, B. You say, of course. Now we're up to 8.30. He says, you help me a ton. Right? Correct. Okay. Um, other than these messages, these Snapchat, morning, or Snapchat messages that morning, were you and Chandler communicating by phone or anything else around 7.30 into 8.30 in the morning on July 1st of 2021 that you remember? I don't remember. Okay. Um, now that's a, a weekday. You, and I think you said you, you were working that day. Correct. About what time do you go to work? Eight thirty, since I was working clothes. Okay. Um, and if you had to work at eight thirty, is that what time you would leave, or what time you'd get there? I have to be clocked in by eight thirty. Okay. Um, what time would you have to leave where you're staying then to get to uh, work by eight thirty? Around 
around 8 o'clock, 8.10. Okay. When you're at work, um, I think we all maybe send an occasional message or two, but are you frequently on your phone a lot at work or only when you just have a second? When I have a minute. Okay. Do you have a busy job? I do. Okay. At some point that day, you and Chandler switched back to texting as well, right? Correct. Okay, I'm showing you what's been marked in this case as exhibit number 515. Um, just look at a message. Can you tell me what date these messages are? July 1st, 2021. All right, and this appear to be a couple pages of mes text messages between you two? Correct. All right, I'll move 515 into evidence. Any objection other than the standing objection? No. They are received and they may be published. All right, maybe try one more light on, Judge, and we'll see if we can't get this. Don't think that. That's worse than ever. Well, <laughs> there we go, all right. Uh, can you see that cat or no? Correct, I can. Okay. Um, I'm gonna try on my end to fix things up a little bit. Um, starts with just you talking, and eventually there's a message from Chandler at, on the 1st at 1.02 p.m., and I'll move it down so it's out of the light, but can you tell me what that message says? Sorry, forgot to tell you, but mom did okay you hanging out with us all weekend. Sorry, and I think I said Chandler, I meant you, right. Did you send that message or did Chandler? I did. Okay. Your mom okayed you guys hanging out. Correct. Was that at the farm and, and things like that? Correct. Okay. Chandler responds, awesome. And what do you say back to him? Yeah, so convince your parents hard. And that was at 103 on the first. What did you mean by that, convince your parents hard? I meant to convince his parents to let us hang out. Okay. Why would he need to convince his parents based on what you knew at the time? What was going on? Um, he wasn't able to hang out around that time. Yeah. And then at 103, just after that, Chandler sends you a message. What does that say? I overheard that they might go to the cabin with their friends, but IDK. So that was kind of following up on the possibility of the cabin from yesterday on the 30th. There it's kind of more conclusive. Correct. Okay. What time did you get off work? What time did you get off work generally? Or what do, if you know what time did you get off that day? Five o'clock. When you get home that day, do you remember what you did? I don't remember. Okay. Did you and Chandler FaceTime a lot? Yes. Kind of a weird question, but I have to ask. Did you sometimes FaceTime when you guys were showering? Yes. Okay. Um, sometimes you take screenshots of Chandler. Yes. You took a lot of screenshots on your phone, didn't you? Yes. Okay, I'm showing you it's been marked in this case as 
517, is that one of those screenshots? Yes. Did you take that that night, sometime after you got home from work, um, while FaceTiming with Chandler? Yes. Okay, we'll move 517 into evidence. Any objection? No objection. It's not a nude photograph, too, I'll note for the court. Are you sorry? It, it's, it's above the, the waist. Oh, okay. understood. It is received, it may be public. And just briefly, that's kind of the FaceTime setup, but that's Chandler. And the background, does that appear to be the shower at the Halderson home? Yes. Okay, they have a big shower in that house. Yes. Okay. And it's Chandler looking into his phone and you snap the screenshot. Pardon? You snap that screenshot? Yes. Okay. Did you have any plans to hang out with Chandler that night as far as you remember? Not that night. Okay, but you were communicating a lot? Correct. Okay. Later that night, at some point, Judge, if you could turn the lights on just briefly for the co-witness. Here's some additional messages. Um, around 8.30 at night, Chandler sends you um, um, a couple of messages. Could you just, there's one with an, an emoji, but could you read out the two that have text? Uh, baby, I need you. Baby, I need you? Yes. Did you know what that was in reference to? I don't recall. Okay. Um, and uh, later there's discussion of him looking at your Snapchat location and wondering where you were. Correct. Okay. And I think I said eight, but it's a military time, so that would be 6.30ish or so. Okay. Which exhibit were those in, Council? Sure. I was referencing Exhibit 516. Thank you. After, so around 6.30 or so, when Chandler sends you the message, baby, I need you, um, do you recall talking to him after that verbally on the phone? I, I don't recall. Now, we talked, I think I mentioned something about Snapchat locations. Does another feature of Snapchat have anything to do with your location? Can you repeat that? Yeah. Is there a location feature on Snapchat with your friends that you can look at their location? Correct, yes. Can you tell us about that? Um, you can select certain friends to view your location or anyone who is on your friends list can view it. Um, in your and Chandler's relationship, was that something you did with each other? Correct. Um, and was it reciprocal? Both of you did that? Correct. Um, when this was going on during your relationship, was it your intention that anytime you'd open Snapchat, you'd in theory be able to see exactly where he was? Correct. And him the same for you? Correct. Okay. Did, were you aware at all of what Chandler's plans were? the night of the first, when you were either FaceTiming while he was in the shower or any conversations, he talked at all about what he was doing that night? That he would be taking care of the dogs and was gonna make dinner. Did, you, did he mention or do you recall if he said anything about where his parents were on that day? He said they were doing a grocery pickup. Okay. May I have a break? You may. 
this is a good time to take a break. I think we can, we're approaching, I try to do them every 90 minutes and we're pretty close to that. And sometimes the after lunch break uh, can. Questions was, um, did you know what Chandler was going to be doing that night? I don't recall. Um, but you weren't with him? I was not with him. Okay. Um, around that time, um, a couple things were going on, I guess, according to your testimony so far. Chandler was, was grounded in some respect? Correct. Did you have any knowledge from Chandler about how long he was grounded for or the duration of that? No, just that we weren't allowed to hang out. Okay. So the weekend and the parents being gone was going to change that? Yes. These physical symptoms that we talked about with Chandler um, and the concussion, um, I think you'd mentioned maybe kind of having some leg issues and couldn't lift things, things of that sort? Correct. Were those all going on on that date as far as you know? Correct. Okay. I'm gonna show you what's been marked in this case is exhibit number 518. 519, 520, I'll direct your attention to the top right of that, 521, 522, 523, and 524. Um, in general, are these photos of Chandler? Yes. Um, and. What action is he performing in these photos? Carrying large bags of ice. And to your knowledge, based on all of your conversations and observations of Chandler, um, on July 1st of 2021, um, was this activity, the carrying of ice, was that inconsistent with, with what you knew his physical limitations to be? Correct. Um, there's two bags, right? Yes. And at one point, they're both even in one hand, right? Yes. Okay. I'm going to sit these exhibits aside for now. We're not going to receive them into evidence just yet. So if those photographs were taken the night of July 1st, that would be surprising to you? Yes. Okay. Going into the next day, the day before the, the weekend, I guess, so now we're into... Um, July 2nd, which is a Friday. Um, did you work as normal that day? Yes. Um, and kind of as, as before, um, maybe messaging with Chandler throughout the day? Yes. Okay. Um, what were your general plans that Friday? Do you recall? Um, to stop at Target, stop at my apartment, stop at my mom's home, and then go to Chandler's. And what were you and Chandler going to do? Um, hang out. Okay. Have a sleepover. Okay. Uh, were you excited about this? Yes. How long had it been at that time that Chandler had been in this being kind of grounded state where you hadn't seen him a lot? About two weeks. Okay. As you left work that day, um, did you have to go to Target to pick some stuff up? Yes. Um, what were you picking up in general? Maybe I'll ask Five. a better question. Is it groceries? Yes. Okay. I'm sure it's been marked as Exhibit 525. What is that? 
pork chops, oat milk, cheese. Sure. Is this from uh, the Hilldale Target? Yes. Um, do you do the pickups at Target, or do you go in and, and shop? I do the pickups. Okay. So like a lot of people during COVID, you've done the, the pickup thing where you order ahead? Correct. Okay. I'll move 525 into evidence. Any objection? No objection. It is received. It may be published. Not crazy exciting for everyone, but there it's the Hilldale Target picked up at 529. Um, Hilldale here in Madison, kind of down University Avenue, right? Correct. All right. Got a couple things, some pork chops, some oat milk, some cheese, normal stuff, right? Correct. But, but you didn't stop there. You went to another Target, didn't you? Yes. Uh, how does that work that you end up at two Targets in the same day? If something isn't available at one Target, I will order it at another and then go pick it up from there. Okay. So you went to multiple Targets? Correct. And so there we see Madison East Target at 637, right? Correct. You got a watermelon? Yep. Awesome. Were you taking these things over to the Halderson house? Some of them, yes. Okay. And when you pick things up at Target, um, you've done this a lot, I would imagine? Very often. Um, do they put any sort of stickers or markings on the bag to indicate this is for you? Yes. Um, what, in general, just describe what goes on those bags. It is a barcode for them to scan after they receive my order, and it has my first initial and last name. Okay. I'm going to show you what's been marked. In this case, is exhibit number uh, 526. Maybe some more messages, um, but take a look at that. Does that appear to be text messages between you and Chandler there that day on the 2nd, uh, July 2nd? Correct. Starting in the morning? Yes. Okay, I'll move 526 into evidence. Subject to the standing objection, it is received. And so, in fact, kind of first thing maybe you say to him that day is that you got to go to both targets for your groceries. Yep. That's 923. And then you're going to take some of them to your mom's. Yes. Tell me just real quick, and we're not going to talk about addresses, but general living situation at the time back in July of, of last year. Um, did you live with your mom? No. Did you have an apartment? Yes. And would you sometimes stay at your apartment? Yes. Sometimes at your mom's? Mm-hmm. Okay. Chandler says okay at 923. And then on July 2nd at 9 in the morning, after you talk about Target, can you read that message from Chandler to you? Don't rush. I have tons of chores they are having me do. You say okay. And then you talk about what you're having for dinner. Maybe burgers, maybe chili. Yes. Okay. talk more about what you're going to have for dinner. He says, I don't know. What would you like? Um, and you say, depends on how long we see each other, talking about, in general, what you're going to do and what you're going to eat. You read what Chandler sent you on the 2nd of July at or just before 10 in the morning at 9.58. We could do dinner tonight, and you can come over in the morning again and stay till Sunday night. Okay. Um, did that message strike you as odd of coming over, leaving, and coming back? Yes. Why? Because I was already going to be there, and I thought our plan was for the whole weekend. Okay. So he says, 
you could come over for dinner, and then the in between what's not written, but your impression was you'd leave and then come back the next day. Can you say that a little louder, please? Sure. Was it your impression from this message that Chandler was telling you that you would leave that night and come back the next morning? Correct. Okay. So he says that, and then he, he says, like dinner plus the sex to you, right? Yeah. Okay. And you ask him, why leave and come back if I'm just going to stay? And can you read Chandler's response? So I can get some chores done. Did you know what chores he was talking about at this time? I don't recall. I'll show you another exhibit marked 527 in this case. Um, just in general, do those appear to be more text messages between the two of you on July 2nd? Yes. I'll move 527 into evidence. Any objection? No objection. They are received. They may be published. Considerable discussion about what you're going to eat, yes, toppings. You're gonna check some buns. There's talk of all the burger ingredients. You're talking about food, right? Correct. Okay. At 12.14, Chandler sends you this message. What does that say? We set for this. We just need ice. Um, do you know what you needed ice for? Chandler likes ice in his drinks, or sometimes we put it in a pool for the dogs. Did you buy ice and take it to the house? I don't remember at the moment. Do you remember if that day when you went over, you put ice in a pool for the dogs or anything like that? No. And just after that, Chandler sends you another message. Can you read that? And now hydrogen peroxide because I stepped on glass. Is that the first you had heard about any sort of injury? Yes. Now, after this message was sent, did, did you... Are we looking at the whole communication, or was there like a phone call or anything like that, or is this all you knew? I don't remember. You respond, more talk about groceries, I'll bring spicy cheese and pickled uh, jalapenos? Yes. Okay. And... Again, and I apologize, no one likes to see their messages probably on a giant screen, but it just in general you say, and Jesus, you're kind of just making a joke that you'll bring Jesus with you. Yep. Okay. Um, Chandler responds at 1216, yes, please. 
but then quickly follows up. Can you read that last message? But for real, if your mom has an extra bottle, that would be great. And a Swiffer wet chat. Extra bottle, and were you, was it your belief that he's referring to hydrogen peroxide? Correct. Okay. You respond almost immediately. We have both. He says thanks, and it'll be the end of Exhibit 527. Um, had Chandler ever asked you to bring hydrogen peroxide over before, as far as you remember? Not that I remember. Okay. Did you, in fact, bring him hydrogen peroxide? Yes. Um, where'd you get it? From my mom's house. Took her bottle? Yes. Um, and uh, what about a Swiffer mop? From my mom's house. You took that to Chandler's? Yes. I'm sure it's been marked in this case. It's exhibit number 528. What is that? My mom's home. That's your mom's? Yes. And is that the Swiffer? Yes. Is that the one you took to Chandler's? Yes. All right. I'll move 528 to evidence. Any objection? No objection. It is received. It may be published. Not anything spectacular, but police eventually came over and asked where the Swiffer was, and that's where it was, and they took a picture, right? Yep. Okay. The bottle of hydrogen peroxide and the Swiffer go with you as you're kind of making your way from Target to Target to your mom's and then to Chandler's that night, right? Correct. Okay. When you get over to um, Chandler's house, do you take the bags of groceries inside or uh, do they go inside at some point? Yes. And the, the hydrogen peroxide? Yes. Okay. And the Swiffer? Yes. Um, when you first go in the house that day, um, did you notice anything off? There was a smoky smell. Okay. Did Chandler tell you more about, did he explain why there was a smoky smell? Because he was um, playing catch with Rizzo in the house and the glass shattered in the fireplace. And so the smell got into the home. Rizzo is a dog, right? Correct, the Border Collie. How did Chandler say the glass broke with the dog? He was throwing the ball in the house. Okay. Um, did you look into that any further? Did you go over to that fireplace and poke around? No. Was there, in fact, a glass panel broken on it? Yes. Okay. You stayed the night there that night, that night, right? Correct. Where did you all sleep? On the couches pushed together. And where were those in the house? In the lower living room by the fireplace. Around this time, Chandler had a bedroom, right? Yes. Had a bed? Yes. Did he explain to you why you were sleeping in a kind of like a fort in the living room? To be with the dogs and watch TV on the bigger screen. Had you ever done that before in staying at Chandler's house? No. Um, at the time, did it strike you as odd? No. That room you slept in, in kind of the couch fort, pushed together. The jury's seen it, by the way. They've seen a, a photographs and a video. Um, that was in the same room as the fireplace that had the broken panel, right? Yes. Okay. It was near the bathroom as well, right? Objection. Was Any it near questions? the bathroom? Uh, you may answer that question. The objection, the question was rephrased in light of the objection. Can you repeat it, please? Was it near the bathroom where you were sleeping? Yes. That night, mm -hmm. 
Do you recall anything unique or special about sleeping, or was it kind of a normal night other than the fort? The girls, the dogs, Rizzo and Izzy, were riled up because of the fireworks. Was there a TV in that room? Yes. Were you watching TV as you went to sleep? Yes. Do you have and do you know whether Chandler slept at all that night or do you not know? I don't know. Okay. While you were with Chandler that night, did he say anything about where his parents were? Up north at their cabin. Had you ever been to the cabin before? No. What did you know about the cabin? Mrs. Halderson's father built it. Um, there's a skull on the outside. It's by a lake. Um, and they'd go up there often, whether to change the window panes or do work on it. Um, now, you stayed there that night stayed in the, the couch fort thing in the fireplace room. Um, the next day, did you um, stay there or did you leave? I left. Um, early? Very early. Okay. Um, camera showed you leaving about 6.55. Would that be about right? Yes. Okay. Um, and that day, um, you and Chandler continued texting a little bit, right? Yes. And I apologize, I just found one more set of messages I wanted to talk about from the night before. Just before you got to the house and you were doing the target pickups, Exhibit 529, is that a series of messages kind of after you got off work? Yes. All right, I'll move 529 into evidence. Any um, objection other than the standing objection? No. They are received. My apologies for, for just going backwards just a second, but before you got to Chandler's the night before uh, with the groceries, 520, you tell them you're gonna keep your clothes in your car. And Chandler, again, says something about peroxide. Can you read that message? Okay, I do kind of need the Swifter and peroxide and stuff. Okay, so that's the third time that day he had texted you about peroxide to bring it, right? Yes. Okay. So the next day you wake up early and you leave before seven and like you said, you were in communication with Chandler all day. I'll show you exhibit number 531. Is that a series of messages ending on the last one on the second and then starting again on the third? Yes. Okay. I'm showing that it's marked as 530. Um, just in general, what is that photograph? Chandler walking to Fleet Farm. You know that location? Yes. Okay. I'll move 531 and 530 into evidence. Any objection other than the standing objection? Um, can we approach real quick? Sure. What were your plans that day when you left early? It was a Saturday, now we're into July 3rd. 
My plans for the day? Yeah, what was your general, general plans? Um, go to my mom's, hang out with the dogs, uh, Chewbacca and Muffin. Um, see my brother and have Chandler come over later. And that night, what were you going to do? See the fireworks with my brother. day when you left, were you aware of what Chandler's plans were? To do chores. Um, he had mentioned chores a couple times. What, what was your understanding of chores? Did he tell you? I don't remember. I'm going to show you. Actually, I already did. 531's received in evidence at this point. Yes. Okay. Uh, you're texting Chandler in the morning. Um, First one, 7.32, you say breakfast burrito. What was this in reference to? Uh, what we were going to eat when he came over later. Okay, something you were going to make or something like that? Yes. Okay. Can you read his message for us? Sounds good. I'm doing shit kind of slowly, to be honest. I'm kind of sore. Okay, that's at 7.46. You say... I could have helped you this morning? Yes. What was that in reference to? Doing his chores. Okay. Did he ask you to help him? No. Okay. And um, why did you send that message that you would have helped him? Since I thought um, he was having a hard time with his legs and the injury, I could have helped him get it done easier and it would have been as hard for him. He responds, uh, 7.47. Can you read his response? Yeah, I know. I'll be right back. I'm going to the dump. Can you read your response to that at 7.48. B, did you load the card by yourself? You can barely walk. I should have at least helped you with that. Did Chandler tell you what he was taking to the dump? I don't remember. At some point, he texts you, though, at 7.49. What does he say? Never mind. It's closed. And you reference it's the holiday weekend. Correct. At some point, um, it's a series of messages from you, and, and then this one comes at uh, 8.38. What do you say there? Hey, did you pass out? That's a question mark. Um, why would you send a message like that, or why did you send a message like that? I was worried because of the head injury. If he's overexerting himself, he might push himself too hard and pass out. Okay. And you had sent him a series of messages that he hadn't responded to. Correct? Correct. Okay. Now, that morning when you left the house early, you, you, you've already testified that he was going to do chores, and then there were some texts about the dump. 
Um, did Mr. Halderson say he was going anywhere else that you knew of that morning? Not at that time. Did he say anything to you uh, about going to Fleet Farm, that kind of farm supply store out near Windsor that morning? Not that I recall. Um, did you know he was going there? No. Okay. I'll move to display 530. You may. Is that Chandler walking into Fleet Farm? Yes. And if that was a screenshot of a video taken that morning just after you left, um, you don't know anything about why he'd be there, right? No. At some point that day, after you left, um, did you notice that Chandler was in a, did you look at a Snapchat map to look at where he was? Yes. And did you become worried or concerned in some way? Yes. Showing it's been marked as exhibit number 532. What is that? A screenshot of Chandler by the Wisconsin River. Okay. And how's he labeled? What's his name there? Hubby. And what time is that? 8.58. Okay. I think previously I said the second, I meant the, the, the third. We're, we're now into Saturday, but was this taken on Saturday morning? Yes. Okay. Why did you take this screenshot of Chandler's location? I didn't know why he was there, and so I was curious. Did you know where this location was? Yes. Okay. And how did you know where this location was? I've been there before with Chandler. Okay. Tell us about it. Um, it's a little spot where we can park our, our, park our car and walk down to the Wisconsin River for swimming. Okay. How many times do you think you've been there? Two or three times. No, move to publish 532. You may. Was it received? Okay. Is this that screenshot? Yes. And that's the location, right? Yes. What did you do um, when, you, when you saw that? Pardon? Yeah, what did you do when you saw that location? Um, did you, you took a screenshot, did you do anything else with that information? I asked him what he was doing there. Okay. And what did he respond? He was going to pick up CBD and he was passing through there. Okay. Um, he was passing through? Um, did you try to call him? Yes. Okay. Did, were you able to talk to him? Yes. Okay. Do you recall anything else from that conversation about what he said or why he was where he was? Um, he was picking up CBD for the pain. Um, he don't want to tell me that he was picking up CBD because he was scared I was going to be disappointed in him.
And around that time that you took that screenshot, was that when all of these messages were being sent that we looked at in this exhibit where no one was responding to you? Ending with, hey, did you pass out? That was before I took the screenshot. Right. Same, same morning, though? Same morning, yes. Were you having trouble communicating with Chandler that morning between 8 and 9, essentially? Yes. Okay. Prior to, well, I said a different way, when was the last time you were at that location, that out by the Wisconsin River with Chandler, approximately? That summer with um, his friend Smith. Is that Andrew Smith? I don't know his first name. He always just went by Smith. Okay. Um, how did? What was your understanding of how Chandler knew this Smith guy? Uh, they were video game buddies. Okay. Um, the rest of that day, um, July third. I think you had mentioned that there was some plans to meet up later, fireworks, something like that. Yes. Um, tell me about that. You went to some fireworks. Yes, I went to see fireworks with my brother and a friend of his. Did Chandler go with you? No. Did you see Chandler again that day? Yes, he stopped by to eat and we watched some TV together and then he left before my brother came home. Okay. Was that your house or your mom's house? My mom's home. Okay. Um, how was he acting that day? Tired. Um, exhausted. Did you ask him about that, being tired? I don't remember. Okay. That night, after Chandler left your house and you went to the fireworks, did you see each other again that night? No. I stayed at my mom's home. And Chandler was not with you? No. Did you know what his plans were? Did he tell you what he was going to do that night? Take care of the dogs because they get riled up with fireworks and do more chores. This night or any of the nights we're talking about in question from that whole kind of week period from the 30th till um, the 8th of July, but specifically this night, do you know of any reason, or did Chandler mention anything to you about a reason to go up near the Wisconsin River at night near Portage? No. Um, and was there ever, in, in your mind, did you ever know of any plan for Chandler late at night, 10 or even later, uh, to be up in that area? No. Okay. Next day, the 4th of July, um, you slept at your mom's, Chandler slept at his house. Fourth of July, what's the general plan that day for you? Um, to grab breakfast with my brother's friend, um, have Chandler come over so we could all go to the farm, do some shopping with my brother and his friend, and then that night go back to Chandler's. 
there was a plan to go to the farm. Yes. Um, who all went to the farm that day for the 4th of July? Uh, Chandler, myself, my brother, and his friends all went, but my mother, Cress, and Mike and Papa were there as well. When you got to the farm, um, did you, were you with Chandler most of the time? Yes. Um, did you walk around the property at all? Yes, but not very far since he couldn't walk. What kind of things did you talk about while you and Chandler were walking whatever distance you did around the property? Um, about how far back the property goes, which I talk about often with people. Um, the wildflowers. When you say how far back the property goes, what do you mean by that? Um, whenever I bring people there, I generally point out where our property line ends. To your knowledge, had Chandler ever been there alone? Not before then. Okay. And had he been there often with you um, prior to this? Yes. Okay. That night, the 4th of July, um, you're at the farm. What type of things do you do in general at the farm that night? Um, we walk to the chicken coop to see the chickens. Um, we ate with my family. We did a little walk up to um, the pool, and then we later swam in the pool. Did Chandler get in the pool? Yes. And um, how late would you... If you had to guess, how late were you at the, the farm that night? I don't recall the time. Did you leave at some point and go somewhere else? Yes. Um, where'd you go? Uh, I um, drove my brother's friend back to our home with Chandler. Um, and uh, by home, I mean my mom's home. Um, and he left, and I picked up my clothes. And um, where, was, where did you sleep that night? Is this Sunday, the 4th? Sure. This is the 4th of July. Yep, Sunday. I slept at Chandler's home that night. Okay. So when you say you picked up your clothes, what do you mean by that? I started a load of laundry at my mom's home, and it was left in the wash, and I brought it to Chandler's to dry it in his dryer. And in Chandler's home, uh, where is the laundry at? The laundry room is right next to his room, which is on the upper story where his parents' room and the guest's uh, room is. Did you and Chandler do anything else that night once you got back over to the Halverson place? We put my clothes in the dryer and then went to his mom's co-worker's home, Dan. What'd you do there? Uh, lit off some fireworks. Anything unique happen lighting off fireworks, or is that just a normal thing? Normal for the fourth. Um, Did Chandler burn himself at all? Not that I remember. Do you remember at any point Chandler burning himself the entire weekend or week you were with him? He said when he was making burgers for me, he burned it on the grill. Did you see that, or is that what he just said? Pardon? Did you see that happen or just know what he said? That's what he said. Okay. That night, um, did you sleep in the couch for it again or somewhere, somewhere else? 
on the bed in his room. Okay. Why, was there any discussion with Chandler about why now it's okay to sleep in the bed versus on the couch for it? The couch was bothering my back. Okay. Um, that night, um, was it a peaceful night's sleep in both in the bed or, or was it restless a little bit? It was restless. Tell me about that. Um, the dogs were freaking out with the fireworks. At one point, Izzy, the older dog, who's around 15, fell down the stairs. Um, and it was hard to keep them calm with all the fireworks going off. What did Chandler do when the dog fell down the stairs? Uh, when she fell down the stairs, he laid down with her and was making sure she was okay and petting her. Okay. Uh, were you asleep at that time in his room? No, I wasn't asleep. Okay. Um, were you and Chandler, about how long was Chandler away from you that night while you guys were sleeping? Well, you, where you were in his room, excuse me. Can you say that a little louder? Yeah, you mentioned that Chandler went downstairs uh, with the dog. About how long of a period was he away from you dealing with that? I don't know. Okay. What were your plans the next day? To go to work. Back to Monday, so now it's a weekday, right? Yes. Okay. Um, so you woke up and you left for work early, I would imagine? Yes. Okay. I'm gonna show you an exhibit marked in this case is 533. This appear to be the text messages, at least some of them between you and Chandler that day, Monday, July 5th. Yes. Okay, I'll move 533 into evidence. Objection. Any objection other than the standing objection? They are received. They may be published. Um, I'm going to go to the second page. Um, in general, you're texting about work life, your work, frustrations maybe? Yes. Okay. And at that point, as far as you knew, um, were you going to be at this job that you were at um, long term? I was under the impression I would leave in August. And where were you going to go? Down to Florida. Okay. 11.30 on the 5th, what does Chandler text you? Don't piss them off till we know for sure we are moving. And you respond, I won't. Correct. He says, okay. You say something else. You say, Greyhound isn't too expensive for a trip to Titusville. You say that at 11.46 on the 5th. What is that about? Um, since Chandler expressed he couldn't fly down to Titusville, we were looking at alternatives for him to go, and I looked at Greyhound prices. Okay. When you say we were looking at alternatives, who was, who was more so looking at alternatives, you or him? Me. You? Yes. You say Greyhound isn't too expensive, no pressure, just saying. Correct. You read what Chandler says? Nope, 870 for a straight shot to Orlando. And you respond, what? All this occurring just before the noon hour on Monday. And then Chandler says, um, Uber is 200 to Titusville, meaning the Greyhound plus the Uber. Um, 
and you say it was 240 to go straight to Titusville. What are you looking at when you're doing this? Um, I was looking at the Greyhound website. So you thought it'd be about 240 bucks. What Chandler text you? So like a grand to get there with not much of my stuff. You respond, WTF, where am I? Or he responds, what WTF, where am I looking? And you say, you're very off, essentially is what that message means, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, okay, is his response. Around this time, you were looking up how Chandler could get to Florida, right? Yes. Show exhibit number 534 in this case. What is that? It's a screenshot of the Greyhound website of me looking up a trip to Titusville from Madison. And you took the screenshot? Yes. Did you send this to Chandler? Yes. Okay. And that was in the middle of those text messages, right? Yes. Move 534 in evidence. Any objection? Can we approach? Sure. No objection. And you may publish. Yeah, 534, what are we looking at there? The price for a trip from Madison to Titusville, Florida on Greyhound. You took the screenshot, right? Correct. Who did you send it to again? Pardon? Who did you send it to? Chandler. Mark in this case is number 536, and I'll show you 536. 536. Uh, is that another set of messages between you and Chandler? Is that day? July 5th? Correct. What is 535? What is that? Oh, sorry. Um, it's a screenshot of uh, UW Clinic. And did you take that? Yes, I did. In relation to, to what? Why did you take the screenshot? Uh, that's where Chandler said he was going to have his um, appointment for that day. Okay. I'll move 536 and 535 into evidence. Any objection other than the standing objection as to the texts? No objection. They are received. So we're still on that day, July 5th. but we're in the afternoon, and you text me, can you read that last one? Text me when you get to your appointment. And we're about 1.30, aren't we? Yes. Chandler says, yes, dear. Then a series of messages starting at 1.40, uh, you say, mm-hmm, essentially, 140 again, I love you, it's gonna be okay. You read what Chandler says. Either way, you and me are going to be happy. You say? Very true. And then at two o'clock, 201 exactly, uh, Chandler says what? Made it a bit ago and checked in. What was your understanding of where he had gone? to um, the location that I had screenshotted for his appointment. And why again did you take this screenshot for Chandler's appointment? Um, 
because I was trying to leave work early to be able to take him myself. Okay. But you, you didn't take him that day, did you? No. So I'm showing, I'll move to publish 535 if I haven't. You may. Okay. You looked up UW Health on Science Drive. Correct. How did you get this location or how did you know this was the location you'd be going to? Chandler told me it was on Science Drive. At that point, after he says he made it, checked in, uh, at just after two, what does he say? Be right back. You say, you got this. Yeah. You ask him about what you're doing later, 219, but then Chandler sends you a message. What does that say? Just need you to know because I have horrible reception. Okay. And it was sent again? Does that look right? Yes. Okay. And just read that again if you could. I uh, just need you to know because I have horrible reception. Okay. Your understanding at that time is that he was at the UW Health Hospital on Science Drive or the clinic? Correct. You respond, okay. Um, then what do you say there? Do they not, I meant to say, do they not have Wi-Fi? Okay. What do you say after that? We can snap if that's easier. Why would that be easier? Because um, they generally have Wi-Fi at all UW Health clinics. And so if he doesn't have reception on his phone, we could still snap with the Wi-Fi. Now, we're talking about text, you're texting, and now you're texting about snapping. But in the realm of this conversation, a couple questions. When you're texting someone, um, just on the normal app, Apple iPhone, and you're texting someone, absent something crazy, you're not seeing their location, at least in your experience, right? On the Apple location? In these text messages, this isn't how you looked at where Chandler's location is, right? It was Snapchat. Correct. Okay. So if someone in your experience wasn't on Snapchat or able to use Snapchat because they didn't have Wi-Fi or a signal, would you be able to tell where their location is? No. Can you turn off on Snapchat the ability of someone to see your location? Yes. At 2.23, after arriving at the doctor, what does Chandler say to you? No connection to even load Snapchat and no Wi-Fi. But I can still get your iMessages. No connection to even load Snapchat and no Wi-Fi. that make sense to you? The texts or? That he'd be able to get messages but wasn't getting Wi-Fi or didn't have any service for Snapchat? No. Generally, in your relationship with Chandler or anyone else that you've been involved with or any of your Snapchat friends that you follow their location, um, are you generally able to see their location when they're in normal cities like Madison? Yes. And you work in the healthcare field, right? I do. Generally, Wi-Fi available at most of those places? Yes. 
In fact, what do you say to Chandler at 224? Weird, they all have it. Have it. But maybe it's your carrier. Okay. What does Chandler say? I'll try and get it on. I'll try and get it on. Some of those messages were duplicates. Do you know if they were sent twice or they were just received twice? I'll ask a better question. Um, that last one, where there were duplicate messages, two in a row. I'll try to get it on, I'll try to get it on. Um, one possibility is someone actually wrote that message out, sent it, and there was some glitch in the system and it got sent to us, right? Objection. Speculation and lack of foundation. I think the witness has testified to some electronic savvy enough that I think I'll let the question be asked and answered if she can. Sure. Is one possibility of that same message coming through twice that there was maybe a glitch in the system or someone was in bad service area and the message just went through twice? Yes. Is another possibility that someone actually wrote that out and sent it twice purposefully? Yes. Um, So at 3.25, maybe an hour into this, after the bad service, Chandler texts you, can you read these for me? Hi, hon. Heading home. They took an x-ray and a CT scan. Nothing bad on the x-ray. At that point, um, I think you testified you didn't drive Chandler to the doctor's appointment? No. Did you FaceTime with him while he was there? At the appointment? Yeah. Not that I remember. Uh, and you, did you see his location, his Snapchat location? Was he at any doctor's appointment that you could tell? Not that I saw. Okay. Um, and so kind of like I asked you before with the jobs and the school, absent what Chandler was telling you, did you have any indication that he in fact was at any doctor's appointment? Do you know for sure? No. But after Chandler says nothing bad on the x-ray, just read kind of what you responded. A, Florida. And what'd you say? Let me see face. Um, what does that mean to you guys? Um, generally, when we miss each other, we'll ask to see face, which means we'll send each other a snapshot of our face. Okay. After you ask to see his face, how does Chandler respond? CT scan, hon. You ask him what was on it, no bad news. Can you read his response to you? They haven't determined anything, both my legs, like they were and all, I gotta wait to hear what they determined. Can you read your first response to that? I mean, soreness and stiffness is normal after whiplash and an accident. And the next one especially with how much your fam wouldn't let you move around your house. What did this message mean? Why did you say that? Um, he was, at the time, staying in the basement because there was darker, it was a darker room, 
because he had sensitivity to the light and his mom didn't want him doing much because she was really concerned about him, you know, hurting himself or maybe passing out, lifting things. So he just generally stayed in there. Um, what you knew about his restrictions in the house, was that just from what Chandler had told you? Yes. Okay. Did you ever have a conversation with Krista about that? No. You read his response at 328. No need to be worried. Just got to wait. And the next one. FaceTime when you get off. Shortly there later, or thereafter, you say, so we're not worried. And read his response for us, if you could. I am. Meaning he's worried? Yes. And your response? They're sure you're fine. You just could read your messages to him at this point, starting at 329. What? Snap me back. Sir. Are you okay? What does he say? Sorry. And you say? Are you okay? What are these messages? Did you know what was going on? You were sending him a series of messages. Did you have any idea of why he wasn't getting back to you? Not that I recall. Okay. Um, when you say snap me back, even though maybe we didn't see it, does that indicate maybe you, did you send a snap to him around that time? Sorry, did you respond? Pardon? Did, did you send a snap to him around that time? Is that why you said snap me back? I don't recall if I sent one then or if I sent one earlier in the day and he just wasn't sending it back. Okay. At 419 on Monday, July 5th. Can you read what Chandler sent to you? I think so. I'm calling Cress. I need some time up at the water. And you say, okay. Correct. Um, what's that in reference to, just so everyone's on the same page? Um... So that he can go up to the farm and uh, use the pool. Okay. Did you go with him that Monday to the farm? No, I did not. Why not? I just was going to be at home. Did you... Again, I think you already testified that Chandler hadn't been out there by himself before um, to the farm. But did you overhear any sort of conversations with Chandler the, the day prior, perhaps asking to come out? Yes. And who are those, who's having that conversation? What people? My mom and Chris. Did you talk to Chandler? In your recollection, do you have any recollection if you talked to Chandler while he was on his way out to the farm? Yes. Um, what was he talking about? Um, about how he wants to use the pool and if I knew if Cress was home and uh, if I could get a hold of her. 
Did you see Chandler that night after he left the farm? Yes. Where? At my mom's home. Um, did he say anything to you, or do you remember anything about that night? Um, I remember him telling me he lost a job at SpaceX. Um, Did he say why he lost the job at SpaceX? Um, he said uh, while he was working after the injury, they found a lot of errors with what he was doing and it was like a page long or something like that. And so they were letting him go. Okay. When you say letting him go, were you under the impression that Chandler had actually started working at SpaceX? Yes. And Remotely, or how did that work? Remotely. Okay. Uh, but he, was, he told you he was losing that job that day? Yes. Um, so he talked to you about his doctor's appointment that day? Yes. What did he say about that? Um, he was going to have lifelong leg numbness. Lifelong leg numbness? Yes. I'm going to need you to pull that microphone just a little bit closer. The fans start to go. Um, Anything else about the doctor's appointment or what they told him? Not that I can recall at this moment. Okay. How was he acting when he told you he'd lost the job at SpaceX? Um, sad. Just down. Now, in another matter, at any point around this time, so now we're into Monday, going into Tuesday, Chandler mentioned anything about where his parents were? Um, that they still weren't home and that they were probably still up at the cabin. Did you have any impression, or were you told from Chandler when they were coming back from the cabin? Um, either Monday or Tuesday morning. Okay. I'm sure that's been marked in this case is exhibit number 537. First couple of messages on there. Um, does that appear to be, now we're into Tuesday, July 6th, messages between you and Chandler? Yes. Okay. I'll move 537 into evidence and ask to publish it. Any objection? No. 537 is received and may be published. On July 6, 2021, around 9, now we're into to Tuesday in the afternoon. What do you say to him? Parents home. Uh, what did that mean to you? Are your parents home? Had you discussed with Chandler, like, where are your parents before this message was sent? Was this a follow-up, or was this the first kind of time you were asking? Follow-up. Okay. And was that, a, like, a verbal conversation where you were asking him where they were? Yes. Okay. What did he, told you, what did he tell you in that verbal conversation? Um... There's poor reception up north and by the cabin, so that's why he had been hearing from them. Okay. So you say parents home. Go ahead and read Chandler's response. Uh, 905? No. What do you say? Text Mitch. Mitch is his brother. Correct. Why do you think you should text Mitch? 
um, his parents still weren't home at the time they said they would be, and he wasn't receiving many messages from his um, mother that weekend, and that was highly unusual since she texts quite often. Tell me about that. You say um, when, when Krista or Bart would be away from Chandler, you were with Chandler a lot of these times, when they'd be away, right? Uh, would Krista be in communication with Chandler? Yes. How frequently? Uh, very frequently, always asking what our plans are or just asking how we're doing, um, letting us know what she's doing, sending pictures of the dogs. Would it be unusual for Krista to go a number of days without contacting Chandler in your experience of being around Chandler? Very unusual. Um, were you growing concerned at any point? Yes. Tell me about that. Um, like I said, he wasn't hearing from his mother, and usually when they're up north, um, she'll send photos of the cabin or the lake, um, especially if they're doing something. Like, maybe I'll get, like, a little text, but her not checking in with um, Chandler was out of the ordinary, and he wasn't hearing from her, then maybe Mitch heard from his mother because she usually texts them both frequently. The, that Tuesday, um, the 6th now, uh, you worked that day, normal day? Yes. Okay. Um, and other than the messages maybe we talked about with Chandler, did you spend a lot of time with Chandler that day? In the evening. Okay. What did you do in the evening? Um, he came over to uh, my mom's house because on Tuesdays we do uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, the BOGO uh, deal on their traditional wings, and we watch Legally Blonde. Okay. Now the next day, going into the 7th, now we're on to Wednesday, I'm going to show you it's been marked in this case as exhibit number 538, series of messages on that day between you and Chandler. Yes. Said yes? Yes. Sorry, we have to answer verbally. And then 540, just more messages that day, but in a different exhibit? Yes. Okay. I'll move 538 and 540 into evidence. Any objection other than the standing objection? No objection, Your Honor. They are received and Thank may you. be published. Um, before I show the messages in general, what was the plan that Wednesday? Was that a work day for you? That Wednesday? Yeah. Yes, it was a work day for me. Okay. I'll show you exhibit number 538. At some point you ask, 538, you ask Chandler, where are you going? Something like that? Yes. Okay. And he says what? Farm, but no one here, so leaving. Okay. When he said farm, what was your understanding of where he was or where he was going? Um, the family farm. Okay. Uh, where you'd been on the 4th of July? Yes. And where Chandler had been on the 5th? Yes. You kind of invite him to swim if he needs to. Yes. There's a message with, with no content there um, at 1016. Chandler texts you. What does he say? I feel weird. And you why? say what? You say why? Yes. 1054, what does Chandler say? 
Sorry, I'm stressed, hon. You say it's okay. You can swim if you need to. Do you know if Chandler ended up at the farm that day? Pardon? Do you know if Chandler ended up out at the farm that day? Uh, yes, by the texts. Okay. And um, do you know how long he stayed or what he did there? No. Were you with him? No. Um, were you in communication with anyone else about Chandler going out to the farm that day? Can I ask a better question? Were you texting with your mom about that? Yes. Okay. Did you go out to the farm that day? Wednesday? On Wednesday the 7th? No. Um, after the 4th of July, that weekend in general, um, remember earlier when I asked you about um, the Target pickups you did and the things you brought to Chandler for the cookout? Yes. Um, did you ever take those Target bags out to the farm? No. Okay. Um, would that be something you would ever do is bring your, your garbage out to the farm and throw it away in a garbage can out there? No. Okay. I'm going to show you what's been marked in this case is exhibit number 538. In general, can you just tell me what that is, what it looks like? The garbage bins on the farm in a Target bag. It's five, or 159, sorry, that was 158, this is 159, what is that? The inside of the bin. And these are garbage bins you've seen before while you're out there? Yes. Okay. 160, what does that look like? A target bag. Okay. I asked you earlier, were there labels on those bags that you get when you do grocery pickups? Yes. What is 161? Um, my target. Uh, pick up number with my uh, first initial, last name, and the date. Okay. And that date is July 1st? Correct. Okay. I'm show you exhibit 164. Um, is that just a little bit more of an overview of that target bag? <clears throat> yes. Okay. 165, same thing. Is that what it is? Yes. 166. Yes. And 167. Yes. Okay. Those are all appear to be, what do they appear to be the target bags that you picked up on the first, those target pickups? Yes. Okay. I would move <clears throat> 158, 159, 160, 161. 164, 165, 166, and 167 into evidence. Any objection? No objection. Objection. Thank you. They are received. Okay. They Just may be published. 158, those are the garbage bins at the farm? Correct. And I think you described what was in front of it, but what did that appear to be? A target bag. Okay. It was 158, 159. What are we looking at there? 
the inside of the bin. 160, what are we looking at there? Yeah, target bag. I'll jump around a bit. 167, is that just a close-up of the target bag? Correct. I think we had a few of those. 166, 165. But in 164, another close-up of the bag, where I'm pointing at the bottom of the photograph, is that one of those labels? Yes, it is. And in 161, is that a close-up of that label? Yes, it is. When it says date put on hold, is that the date you ordered it? Yep, the date I uh, ordered it. Okay. Kat, did you dump off that Target bag out at the farm? No. Um, if the bag inside of it had rags that were covered in a red substance, would you know, do you know anything about that? No. Do you know where it would have come from? No. Where would that bag have been last, in, in your knowledge? The Halderson resident. You have no, you have any knowledge at all of how whatever was in that bag got in that bag. No. Okay. So around that time that Chandler said he was going back out to the farm, he was stressed. I think you identified 540, which was another set of messages from that same day. If I haven't, I'll move 540 into evidence. I think that you have. Okay. And which day, if you can restate the day. Sure. So we're now we're on the, the 7th. Thank you. Can you read the first message we have on here from Chandler on the 7th, around 11.22? Going to police. What does he say next? Can I have $5 for a soda and chips? And what did you respond? I don't have $5, B. Going to police, around that time, was there a discussion again of why he was going to the police? Yes, to report his parents missing. Okay. At this point, what did he told you about his parents being missing? So they, you knew they were scheduled to come back, but what did you learn since that would cause Chandler to go to the police? Um, his mom had an appoint, uh, appointment for her cancer, and... Um, it was uh, very important, so it was very unusual for her to miss that. Um, did you have a conversation with Chandler about whether he should or shouldn't make a missing persons report for his parents? Yes. What did you tell him? I said he should. They've been gone for so long and he hasn't heard from them. Did he say anything about what was going into his decision on whether to report them missing or not report them missing yet? Can you repeat that? Sure. Did Chandler tell you anything about why he hadn't made a missing persons report at that time? Like until then, like yeah. why that day? Yeah. Because um, he thought they were just running late and the deciding factor to report the missing was his mom missing that appointment. Okay. 
Now, the next day, July 8th, uh, Thursday, um, you were supposed to go to work, right? Correct. Um, that night, the police had been involved in, in Chandler's house and, and talking to people, right? Correct. Were you one of those people talked to by the police? On Thursday? Yeah. Can you restate the question? Sure. I apologize. No, no, you're doing great. Did you go with Chandler to report his parents missing? I did not go with him to report them missing. Okay. Do you know, were you over at Chandler's house when the police came over that night? On Wednesday? Yeah. I was not there. Okay. The next day, um, you went to work and, and tell me about work that day. Um, I was uh, very emotional and upset and very distraught and I just um, I just couldn't be there because I was really worried about his parents and so um, I, I talked to my bosses about leaving early so I could uh, go be at the house with Chandler and wait until we But how long did you make it at work that day before you left? I was there max 30-40 minutes Okay. And where did you go after you left? I um, I um, stopped at my mom's home to grab groceries so I could uh, go to the house and cook for Chandler while we waited. Okay. When you got to the house, um, was anyone else there? Uh, what, when I pulled up, uh, Chandler was outside talking to um, reporters. At any point, did any other members of, of Chandler's family show up at the house? Yes. Who? Uh, Mitch and his fiance. Um, did Mitch stay outside or did he come in? Uh, he came in the home. And what did Mitch do? Um, he uh, walked around the house um, trying to see if there's anything that Chandler maybe missed about his parents leaving. As Mitch walked around the house, what did Chandler do? Um, he followed him. He followed him? Yes. Okay. Later that day, you were asked to go to the police station down here, downtown, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, was Chandler asked to do the same? Yes. You were brought down here by the police, right? Yes. Were you in the same car or different cars when they brought you down here? I was in a... <laughs> You're doing okay. I was in a different squad car than Chandler. Okay. Um, did you go into an interview room with the police? Yes, I did. And um, did they ask you questions? Yes. Do you know about how long you were down here that night? A couple hours. Did you answer all of their questions? Yes. At that point, um, and I'm asking about what your mindset was at the time, um, did you believe that you or Chandler had done anything wrong at that point? No. Okay. Were you emotional during, emotional during that interview? Yes. Okay. Um, how do you express your emotions sometimes? I cry a lot, or if I get too anxious, um, or emotional, I start vomiting. Those things were happening that night? Yeah. Police asked at times to look at your, your phone and, and photographs and things of that sort? 
Pardon? And did you show them anything they wanted to see? Anything they wanted, yeah, I gave to them. Why was it important to you to cooperate at that time? Uh, because I, I, I just believed the parents were missing. And I just want them to be found. <laughs> so you can tell us if you need a break or if you want to keep going. I'm almost done, but it's up to you. Well, you can keep going. Okay. Uh, were there any of the police questions that you would not answer? Not that I can recall. Um, and did the police contact you after that night to talk again? Yes. And did you fully cooperate and speak with them that time? Yes. And several times, law enforcement and other people have contacted you to speak about this. And have you cooperated all of those times? Yes. You've met with me personally a couple of times, correct? Yes. Have you always, in the course of, of this investigation, done your best to tell the absolute truth of what happened? Yes. Okay. Now, I, I, I'm almost done, and, and I have to ask, I'm asking a couple questions, and I hope you appreciate why I'm asking them. Were you the person who was with Chandler the most from, let's say, the first, July 1st, all the way through when you were in the police station getting interviewed on the 8th? Were you maybe the person that, at least in your knowledge, were you the person who was maybe with him the most? Yes. And were you the person who, other than Chandler, was, in, based on your knowledge, in the Halderson home the most? Yes. Prior to eventually being told what happened by police and, and perhaps uh, the defense investigators or myself, um, um, did you know that Bart and Krista Halderson had died? Kat, did you have absolutely anything to do with cleaning anything up or their disappearance? No. Okay. No further questions, okay? Okay. I think we should take a break before cross-examination. We've been um, here for a good close to hour and 15 minutes. Um, and I, I certainly, it, it, we can't break for the day at this point in time. We'll finish with, uh, with this witness for everyone's convenience, but let's take a 10 minute break. All right, for the jury. Thank you, everybody. Please be seated. Cross-examination, Attorney Vera. Thank you. Kat, is it okay if I call you Kat? Yes. I just have a couple questions for you, so I won't keep you here super long. Um, we saw a lot of screenshots and pictures that you provided law enforcement. Um, it's not unusual for you to take screenshots and have a lot of pictures of your activities, correct? No. And we're just focusing on a particular time frame, but as far as photographs and screenshots, that's about what you do any other month, any other week, correct? Correct. Um, I want to take you back to the Holderson household for a little bit. You've probably been there about at least a dozen times. Is that fair? Yes. Probably more. Mm -hmm. So you're familiar with the layout of the home? Yes. And you're probably familiar with how the Haldersons kept the home. 
Yes. Um, so you're familiar with the fact that they didn't have an AC unit, correct? Correct. Um, and this summer was particularly hot, correct? Correct. Um, so when you were around during the summer, it wasn't unusual for them to have their windows open? Not unusual at all. Um, they were also doing renovations around that time, correct? Correct. Um, we've seen a couple pictures of the home, and there were what I'll refer to as blankets that were covering some of the furniture. That's not unusual, correct? Not at all. And do you know why the blankets were there? Miss um, Halderson liked protecting the couches from the dogs because they would jump on there, especially once coming outside. Um, so that was probably something that was kept year-round throughout the house. The blankets on the couches? Yeah. Correct. Thank you. Um, now, as far as time you spent with the Haldersons, it sounded like you, you spent a lot of time with them there as a, a family, if you will. Correct? Correct. Um, so you've probably had a couple meals with them? Correct. And... Would you agree with me that the Haldersons, Chandler, Brett, and Krista enjoyed cold beverages? Correct. And they, um, you mentioned during your direct that in one of the freezers there was a bag of ice. Correct. It's not unusual for them to have bags of ice in their household. No, it's not unusual. And is that because there was um, a broken ice maker, or did they even have an ice maker? Um... The ice maker in the fridge in the kitchen uh, was always broken, and they had um, a tiny ice maker, a little portable one, but it, uh, it was slow at making ice. So sometimes um, Chandler would go get some ice from Quick Trip. I think that was the nearest place. Correct. And sometimes Krista would do that too. Correct. Maybe even Bart. Correct. You mentioned the dogs, and we've kind of heard about the dogs for a bit. Um, so the Haldersons had two dogs, correct? Yes, Rizzo and Izzy. Um, and a couple of times we've heard that maybe perhaps they were kept in the garage when people were coming over. In your experience, would you describe the dogs, and maybe one in particular, as anxious? Yes. Maybe jumpy? Yes bit afraid. Yes. And that was, was it both of the dogs or just one dog? Uh, Rizzo. Rizzo. And she's the oldest one or the youngest one? The youngest. Um, and that was just her personality, correct? Correct. Did she, was she nice with you? Did she approach you? It took her a long time, but yes. But eventually she warmed up to you? Yes. And... In particular, around this time, because it's 4th of July, there were a lot of fireworks going off, correct? Correct. And that just made her anxious, skittiness worse. Correct. And as far as the dogs go, Chandler loved these dogs, correct? Correct. He took good care of these dogs. Correct. You mentioned that I, I think it was Izzy that fell down the stairs and he, he stayed with her to make sure she was okay. Or was that the other dog, Rizzo? Uh, it was Izzy who fell. And as far as Chandler goes, you would agree with me that he's generally a quiet individual. Correct. Reserved. Correct. You probably bring out more of his personality. Correct. Um, we also saw a lot of pictures that you two took together. Was that something that 
you did often. Correct. And you would also agree with me that he's a pretty nerdy guy. Correct. He loves Star Wars. Correct. Did you already have Chewbacca before you met Chandler, or did he help you out with that? I got Chewbacca about three weeks after dating Chandler, but I named him. So you guys had a bond with that with Star Wars? Yes. uh, I had an action figure collection that he liked. I have no further questions for you. Thank you. And you redirect. Um, can I approach briefly? Oh, sure. Take long. All right. Back to you, Council. You mentioned the um, Haldersons had a small ice machine in their home. Yes. Um, how much, when you say small, what do you mean by that? Like, what, how quickly would it produce ice? Um... Maybe like about three of these wide and maybe three stacks. It was it was um, not that big, and um, it created little ice cubes that you would just scoop and put in your drink, and you would have to constantly add water to keep it going. Sure. Um, the July first or, or July second, um, around that time. You said the Haldersons sometimes would buy ice, though, if they needed more? Yes. What did, around that time, do you know of any reason why Chandler would have needed 20 or more pounds of ice, uh, more than what was be able to be produced at the house in that ice maker? Can you repeat that? Right. Do you know of any reason that Chandler, uh, for his own purposes, would have needed 20 or more pounds of ice around July 1st this year? that I can think of, no. Okay. And around that time, you had brought a bag of ice to the house too, right? Yes. Okay. So there was the ice maker, there was the bag you brought, bought, and then if I ask you, if Chandler had bought two more bags, there's a lot of ice in the house around that time. Yes. No further questions. Good morning, sir. Good morning. If you are able to safely and responsibly testify without a mask, uh, that would be our preference if you could. All right. Thank you so much. Go ahead. Uh, good morning. Please state and spell your name for the record. Stephen Greiber, S-T-E-V-E-N-G-R-E-I-B as in boy, E-R. And what do you do for a living, sir? I'm retired. Uh, what are you retired from? Uh, law enforcement. Uh, in what capacity were you in law enforcement? I was an investigator or detective for, for most of my years. Sure. I'll say that I was a law enforcement officer. In full transparency, at times, you and I have worked together in our careers. Yes. Uh, where at? At the Dane County District Attorney's Office. And how long were you, the, how long were you at the District Attorney's Office? Um, Twelve years. Fair to say, since you retired, unfortunately, we haven't kept in contact or anything, correct? Correct. Okay. Um, where do you live, sir, in relation to Bart and Krista Halderson? I live directly across the street. If um, our houses are almost like a mirror image of each other, if I went out my driveway cross the street or go into their driveway so our garages face each other and the front of our houses face each other. 
Uh, in the early part to the mid part of July of last year, was there some significant police presence in your neighborhood? Yes. Uh, was that for an ongoing period of time? Yes. Um, at some point, uh, did you talk to a police officer about something you perhaps noticed or, or remembered from July 1st of 2021? Yes, I did. Uh, just first of all, if you could set the stage, what were you doing that day, that, uh, July 1st? Well, July 1st, initially, I had been up at a, I have a garden that's away from my property. It's relatively large, a vegetable garden. So I'd been up there most of the day. And then um, later in the day, um, my granddaughter had a softball game. So I had attended that softball game, which was like around six o'clock in the evening. What happened when you arrived home? So when I came home, um, which probably been an hour later, about seven o'clock-ish, somewhere in there, but um, I had um, previously harvested some radishes out of my garden and had them in a five-gallon pail, so I had taken them out into my front driveway and had cleaned them up, you know, just cutting off the excess leaves and stuff like that. But I had sat in a park bench that I have sitting in my driveway that's sitting between the two garage doors because I have a three-bay garage door or garage. About what time in the day were you out in your, your lawn clean or the driveway there cleaning the radishes? It was probably about seven o'clock-ish, somewhere around that time. Okay. And uh, what what did you uh, notice at the, around that time that, that caught your attention? Well, what caught my attention was while I was there doing that for a period of time, all of a sudden I had uh, could detect a strong odor just of burning wood. And uh, so I thought someone maybe had a fireplace um, or I should say a fire pit or something outside going. They're just burning some firewood. But um, about five minutes or so later, all of a sudden that odor of burning wood became a distinct um, odor that was more like in the line of uh, um, what I thought someone was um, like barbecuing a large uh, pork, like in one of these large uh, um, barbecue, barbecue um, pits or whatever that can hold a whole pork. Um, and how long did that smell persist uh, in, in your neighborhood? Well, for the remainder of the time I was outside, it was uh, present, kind of became real strong, kind of uh, like a pungent smell to the point that I actually walked down my driveway half the distance and kind of looked up and down the street to see if anybody was uh, doing anything like grilling or something else was going on and I didn't see anything at that point. Okay. Um, if you had to guess, or if you had to estimate distance-wise uh, from the location you are to the Halderson home, about how far away is it? Um, about maybe 100 to 130 feet. Uh, and you have that observation that day. You're not here to say exactly what that smell was, right? Other than it smelled to me like, yeah, it was something burning of, of a meat or fats or something. Thank you. No further questions.